your Bibles to Acts chapter 8 verse 1. We begin talking about last Wednesday, good and perfect gifts come from God. Amen. Hallelujah. The good and perfect gifts come from God. Now from last week's study, we know what has led up to James writing this epistle. And the authority he had being the pastor of Jerusalem and the half-brother of Jesus. Amen. So here in Acts chapter 8, verse 1, it says, And Saul was consenting unto his what? Death. And at the time there was a great what? Persecution. Are y'all wild? Are y'all paying attention? And at the time there was a what? Great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were scattered abroad, amen, which is diaspora, throughout the region of Judea and Samaria. It says, except the apostles. And once again, we know this is when Stephen was stoned to death. Amen. And at that moment, the believers began to be scattered all over the eastern land of the Roman Empire. And this leads us up to the book of James. Let me say it again. This leads us up to the what? Book of James. And see, James is writing to that group of believers. And by, t- by the time James writes them, they have been scattered for approximately 20 years. Somebody say 20 years. So for some 20 years, they've been standing in faith for what they've lost to be restored. For 20 years, they've been waiting for their family to be restored to them. Come on, are you with me? For 20 years, they've been waiting for the return of their finances. Come on, for 20 years, they've been standing in faith. Anybody been standing in faith for a long time in here? Come on. But like them, they still see no results. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been there? Glory to God. So from all over the eastern lands of the Roman Empire, now they're writing James, the leader of the church. They're writing him letters asking him theological questions. And of course they would write to James because he's the half-brother of Jesus and he's the pastor of Jerusalem. And as he answered them in verse, in verse 13 of James chapter 1, verse 13, turn there. He's answering them. Amen. James chapter 1, verse 13. That says, let no man what? Say when he is what? Tempted. I am what? Tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he what? Any man. Now once again, when he says, let no man say when he is tempted, this is a very strong rebuke. Somebody say, it's a rebuke. He's not saying it nicely. Come on. He's not saying, please don't say this. No. He's he's rebuking them. Amen. And him, it, it was, what's it doing? It's him saying, listen, I don't want to hear what you're saying. I don't like what you're saying. And what you're saying is not right. And I want us to stop now. Let no man say. How dare you equate this as if it's coming from God? Are you with me out here? He said, let no man what? Say. So stop it now. Now, we know what they're saying because why he tells us, he says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. How many times do people blame God for what they're going through? Come on, you hear it with Irma and Maria. Come on. God did this and God did that. God. Come on, amen. Huh? Now, we know for the Jewish believers back in those days, It was easy for them to think like that because why? We found out in the Old Testament there was no clear-cut revelation of the devil. So in the Old Testament, people generally thought everything, everything came from God. So if a flood came, they thought it was from God. If disease came, they thought it was from God. Come on, if war came, they thought it was from, from God. That was the attitude of the Old Testament people, amen, that everything comes from God. It's all the will of God who does everything sovereignly. Amen? Now, we know it was Jesus who brought us the revelation of the devil to show people there is a devil and there's a God. There's a bad devil and a good God. Come on, say amen, somebody. But they were blaming God for all the bad things that were happening in their lives. So if the bad things that happen in our life doesn't come from God, we asked the question as we ended last week, so then what does God give? 
What does come from God? Let's look at verse 17. James chapter 1 verse 17, it says, every what? Every what? Every what? Good gift and every what? Perfect gift is from where? From above and come up down from the who? From the Father of lights, with whom is no what? Variableness, neither shadow of turning. We're going to break this down a little bit. Are you with me out here? Let's begin with every good gift. Somebody say every good gift. Come say it like you mean it. Say every good gift. Amen. Now when we read this in the King James Version, it sounds like the gift he's talking about is a singular gift. Right? Because it's every good gift. But the Greek word for gift is doses. That's D-O-S-I-S. Doses. Somebody say doses. And it describes something that, has, that is habitual or something that is continuous. Let me say it again. It's the, it's a, it's the Greek word doses. And it describes something that is habitual and describes something that is what? That is what? Continuous. So a better translation would be every good habitual giving or gift. It describes everything that comes out of God. When God gives, it always falls into this category. This is, God, this is, this is God's habitual way of doing things. Let me say it again. This is God's habitual way of what? Doing things. This verse says, every good habitual giving. Every what? Good habitual giving. The word good here is the Greek word agathos. Agathos, and it's spelled A-G-A-T-H-O-S. Agathos. The word agathos always describes something that is improving, something that is enhancing, and something that is upgrading. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let me say it again. The word agathos, agathos always describes something that is improving, something that is enhancing, or something that is what? Upgrading. So the first thing this tells us is, if something comes from God, it doesn't take from your life, it upgrades your life. It enhances your life. And it's sent to improve your life. Let me say it again. The first thing this tells us what? If something comes from God, it doesn't take from your life, it upgrades your life, it enhances your life, and it what? And it improves your life. If it comes from God, this is what it is. The word doses. Somebody say doses. It is habitual. What comes out of God. It is what? It is what? Habitual or what comes out of God. Then James says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from, is from above. The Greek word for perfect is teleosis. Teleosis. And that's spelled T-E-L-E-I-O-S. Teleosis. T-E-L-E-I-O-S for those that are taking notes. And those of you remembering or trying to remember this, good blessings. <laughs> and teleosis describes something that is completing or perfecting. Something that is what? Completing or what? Perfecting. So a better translation would, would be Every enhancing gift, every upgrading gift, every improving gift, and every perfecting, not perfect, but every perfecting gift, or you can translate it, every completing gift. Every what? Completing gift. This verse is simple. It's, simple. it's very simple. It means if it comes from God. It perfects us. Let me say it again. If it comes from God, it what? 
It perfects us. It completes us. It adds to us. Somebody say it adds to me. If it comes from God, it is a perfecting gift. It is a completing gift. It is a finishing gift. So let's go back to the example of sickness that we talked about last Wednesday. Does cancer add to your life or does it take away from your life? Somebody does what? It takes a what? Away from your life. Therefore, it fails the test. To your neighbor, it fails the test. And see, one thing about James, I like, James was a pastor. Amen. So he makes it a very simple test. He makes a very simple test for people to determine what they are experiencing. Where does it come from? Let me say it again. So he makes a very simple test for people to determine what they are experiencing. Where does it come from? James says here, if it takes away from your life. It fails the test. If it's from God, it's what? It's completing. It's supplementing. It's finishing. It's perfecting. Come on, are you with me out here? He says every good gift, every perfecting gift is from above. It's from what? It's from what? Above. Now, listen to it now. Now, what's he doing? Now, he's comparing every good gift, every perfect gift is from where? Above, as opposed to what comes from below. Are you following me out there? It says, and it cometh down from the what? From the what? Father of life of whom is no what? Variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now, let's look at the words comes down. Somebody say comes down. Comes down is the Greek word or words, it's a, it's a compound word, of katabino. Katabino, and it's spelled K-A-T-A-B-A-I-N-O. Katabino. The word kata describes something dominating. Come on. It describes something conquering. Some might say dominating. Some might say conquering. The word bino simply means to place to some place to step. It means to what? Some place to step. Now, at first it means to step down. However, when you compound kata Binal together. It's the same word used by the early Greeks to describe the effects of a downpour or a thunder shower. A what? Or a what? Which tells us how many good and perfecting gifts God is sending our direction habitually. Yeah, okay. Some of y'all got it. Some of y'all still looking in there. Once again, which tells us what? How many good and perfecting gifts God is sending in our direction habitually. See, it's not just a dribble here and a dribble there, folks. But when God sends them, they come down constantly and consistently. Somebody say constantly and consistently. I'm talking about a heavy, steady, downpour of God's goodness. Amen. Only one person said I'll receive that, but that's all right, Carrie. You take it all. <laughs> now, a good example is what we had last week and over the weekend. We had some really serious downpours. Come on, are you with me out there? Now, I don't know about you, but I've driven in downpours before. If you're driving a car in the middle of a downpour, I mean a serious downpour, you can't even see the taillights of the car in front of you. Are you with me out here? Amen? See, what he's describing here, what? 
He's saying it's coming down so hard. It's like a car. When, you, when that rain's coming, it's coming down so hard, you actually got to pull over. Because why? You can't really function in that kind of downpour. Amen. So that is the same Greek word he's using here, katamino. Amen. Coming down. To what? To describe how many good and perfecting gifts God is sending in our direction. See, the will of God is that we, kata, dominated by these things, dominated by these things that are pouring down in our lives. We're dominated by them. Say, I'm dominated by them. So that leads us to a logical question. The logical question would be, if God is really pouring every good and perfecting gift into my life, why haven't I occasionally been hit by one of them? <laughs> Is that a valid question? <laughs> well, we fail to realize everything that God gives, that God gives, still has to be received by faith. Say it again. Everything God gives still has to be what? Received by what? By faith. And if you're thinking with an unrenewed mind, thinking that God has sent this tragedy into your life, are you listening to me out here? You're probably not looking up into the goodness of God. You're probably looking into the gutter. Amen? And if you're looking down, you will miss everything God is trying to send into your life. You have to what? You have to look up, renew your mind, and embrace it by what? By faith. You got to what? Look up, renew your mind, and do what? Embrace it by what? Embrace it by what? Embrace it by what? Faith. Go to Hebrews 2.1. That's what it's stated here. How you got to embrace it? How you have to embrace it? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1. It says, therefore, we ought to give the what? The more earnest heed to the things we want. We have what? We have what? We have heard lest at any time we should what? We should what? Let them slip. Now the word slip here is a word that describes playing catch. Playing what? Anybody ever played catch before in here? Playing what? Catch. And it's what it is, it's a picture of God with good and precious promises trying to find someone who will play catch. See, God has thrown them in our direction. He's thrown them in our direction and he's waiting for someone who will reach out by faith. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. And say, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Thank you. I'll take that one too. Why? If you don't take it by faith, it will slip by you. Tell your neighbor, it'll slip by you. So, so guess what? You have to put yourself in a position to use your faith to embrace what God is pouring all around you. Let me say that one more time. You have to put yourself in a what? In position to use your what? Faith to embrace what God is pouring on what? All around you. Go back to James 1.17. Are you still with me? James chapter 1 verse 17. He says, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above 
and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. But notice, he says every twice. He says every good gift and every what? Perfect gift. He says every how many times? Twice. It's, re- it's repeated twice in the Greek, but guess what? It's not really needed. It's only needed once unless you're trying to really make a point here. And James is trying to really make a point. Tell your neighbor he's trying to make a point. James is saying, make no mistake about it. Absolutely everything, 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 everything that comes from God, it is upgrading, it is enhancing, it is improving, and when it, when it, and when it comes, it is completing, it is perfecting, it is finishing, and it adds to your life everything. Somebody say everything. And James says, if you want to know how many of these things God is sending our way, they come down in a constant, steady stream, like a downpour from the Father of lights. Somebody say, I'll take that. As opposed to what comes from the Father of darkness. What is this? This is all comparative language. Somebody say comparative language. James, then James adds these words. Verse 17. With whom is no what? No what? Variableness. In other words, on this issue I'm talking about. Or what he never gives. And what he always gives. There is no variableness. Neither shadow of turning. Neither what? Neither what? Now, shadow of turning is an old Greek word that was used to describe a Roman sundial. Somebody said Roman sundial. I want you to think about a sundial. How does a sundial work? What happened? The shadow is what? Constantly shifting, right? The shadow is what? It's constantly changing. And what causes the shadow to move? The position of the, the, position of the sun. Because the sun is what? Constantly what? Moving. Come on. The shadow is constantly what? Moving. Now James says to his readers and to us, on this issue, or what God gives on this issue, or what God never gives, God's position never changes. Somebody say God's position never changes. Therefore, there are no shifting shadows on this question. There is no variableness, neither shadow of turning on this issue of what God never gives and what God always gives. God's position never changes. Come on, say that. God's position never changes. Now, this is really important to us as believers because it, may, it makes it very easy to determine what you're facing. You don't have to question if something's coming from God. Say it again. You don't have to question if something's coming from God. See, that religious thinking, amen, that will try, that what are we able to do? It'll try to make you believe that somehow, through some deep, dark, terrible circumstance, God is trying to conform you to the image of Jesus with your situation. Come on, say amen, somebody. But you got to understand, see, God can change you into the image of Christ without sickness, disease, and poverty. Somebody say, he can change me without sickness, disease, and poverty. Come on, tell your neighbor, he doesn't need that. Matter of fact, that's an insult to the integrity of God. On this issue, God's position never changes. Somebody say, it never changes. Which means... Now you can easily determine how to pray. 
Let me say it again. Which means now you can what? Easily determine how to what? Pray. If it's evil, if it's destructive, you don't have to stop and ask yourself, is God secretly doing something? Let me say it again. If it's evil, if it's destructive, you don't have to stop and think about or ask yourself, is God secretly doing something to change me or to teach me a lesson? Tell your neighbor, no, he's not. Why? Because he cannot. He can't be tempted with evil. He doesn't have any. He doesn't have any experience with anything. With anything. If, listen, he don't have any experience of anything like that. God simply cannot do it. It fails every test in verse 17. Tell your neighbor, it fails every test. Which means now you know what to receive and what to resist. Say it again. Now you know what to receive and what to what? Resist. See, now you can draw a line. See, if it's evil, you can use your faith to push it back across the line. Why? Because it don't belong in your life. To your neighbor, it doesn't belong in my life. And I can do what? I can push it back over the line because I know it doesn't come from God. Somebody say, I know it doesn't come from God. Look at James 1.18. James 1.18 says, Of his own will begat he us with the what? Word of truth. That we should be a what? A kind of what? First fruits of his what? Creatures. He says, of his own will. Somebody say, of his own will. Of his own will is the Greek word bulomai, which is B-O-U-L-O-M-A-I. B-O-U-L-O-M-A-I, bulomai. And it means to counsel or to have a counseling session. It means to what? Counsel or have a what? Counseling session. In other words, because there's no one to advise God, God met with himself. And God by himself came to resolution that this is the way he's going to be. That is the way he's going to act with his own resolution of his own will. Begat he us. With the what? With the word of what? True. Now you have to translate words in their proper context. That's what they learned in this pistis. And the pistis students say, Amen. You got to translate words in their proper context. The question is, what word of truth is this verse talking about? It's talking about verse 17. What James just talked about. Come on. What he just talked about. Of his own will begot he us with this truth. With this truth that every what? Good gift. And every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father life, with whom is no what? Variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will, we were born again by this truth. So that we should what? So that we should be the kind of first fruits of his creatures. One translation says, so that we might be a new kind of species. Somebody say a new kind of species. What kind of species is he talking about? He's talking about a species dominated by good. A species what? Dominated by good and perfect gifts are people that are, that are what? That are separated from darkness, separated from evil, and who will live in the downpour of God's goodness. A new species that the earth has never seen before. Amen. Look at James chapter 1 verse 19. Wherefore? Somebody say wherefore. Because we're coming down the home stretch. Wherefore? Or he's saying, or in light of the fact that God never sends evil, 
Wherefore, in light of the fact that God never sends evil. Say that with me. God never sends evil. Say it again. God never sends evil. Come on, say it again. God never sends evil. He says, wherefore, or in the light of the fact that that's wherefore means, in light of the fact that God never sends evil. Somebody say never. In light of the fact that God sends every good and every perfecting gift, that he downpours them into our lives. In light of the fact that we were born from this word to be a what? New kind of species dominated by God's goodness. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be what? Swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Let every man be what? Swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Now, I know, preachers, we all use this out of context. <laughs> we'll tell you what. Be swift to hear, slow to speak, and stop getting mad. But how about tonight we put it in the proper context? Amen? Anybody with me out there? Anybody with me out there? So he says, let every man be what? Swift to hear. Swift to hear what? Swift to hear verse 17. Do you hear me? He's talking about verse 17. Come on with me. He's saying here, listen to me now. He's saying when you're tempted to think God is behind your troubles, don't give place to that thought. That's the moment when you need to be swift to run to verse 17. Say it and say it. Read it and read it over and over again. Let me say it again. When you're tempted to think that God is behind your trouble, don't give place to that thought. That's what he's saying here. That's the moment when you need to be what? Swift to run in verse to verse, to verse what? 17. Read it over again. Read over again. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of life from above. Read it what? Over and over. He said, run back to it when your mind goes the wrong way concerning what God did and what he didn't do. Be swift to what? Hear. Swift to hear what? Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights with whom there's no what? Verminous, nor shadow of turning. Now when the Bible says swift, it's the Greek word tacos. Almost like tacos, but not tacos. Tacos. T-A-C-H-U-S. And it means quick. Fleet, speedy, which means move your feet as fast as you can. Do what? Move your feet what? As fast as you can. When you're tempted to think wrong, he says run to verse 17. Remind yourself of verse 17. Be swift to hear and notice he says slow to speak and slow to what? Wrath. The word slow here is the Greek word bradus. B-R-A-D-U-S. B-R-A-D-U-S. Bradus. Somebody say bradus. Come on, say bradus again. And it means, listen to this now. It means metaphorically dull. It means inactive in the mind. It means stupid. <laughs> it means slow to apprehend or believe. 
It's used to describe a mentally retarded person who has difficulty or a difficult time verbalizing his words. Let's say it again. It's used to describe a mentally retarded person who has a difficult time verbalizing what? His words. So when you, when you sit down and talk to this person, they can't really... They can't really speak. They have a hard time getting the words out of their mouth. Are you following me out here? That is the word bratus. Somebody say bratus. That's what this word means. Say your name. That's what this word means. So what is James telling us? James is telling us, be slow to what? Slow to speak, right? He says slow to hear and slow to what? Speak. James is now telling us, when it comes to blaming God, it would be better for you to be vocally retarded. Let me say that again. He's telling us when it comes to blaming God, come on, it'd be good for you to be what? Vocally retarded. You need to be very slow about forming those words. Let me say it again. You need to be very slow about what? Forming those words. And when he says slow to rap, the word wrath is the Greek word orgi, O-R-G-E, which means temper, any violent emotion, but especially anger. It describes something totally bent out of shape. It does what? Describes something what? Totally bent out of shape, which is what will happen if you let your mouth take advantage of you. If you just run off your mouth and just say everything and anything that you think, you'll end up talking yourself into unbelief. Talking yourself into believing that maybe God somehow, some way, secretly, mysteriously has allowed this thing to remotely pass into my life. And you will totally mess yourself up with your mouth. Say it again. You will totally mess yourself up with your what? With your what? With your what? So it pays to be a little vocally retarded. <laughs> say it again. It pays to be what? A little vocally retarded. Shut your mouth and open your ears. Say it again. Shut your mouth and open your, open your what? Ears. That's what verse 19 means. Now let's review. Let's go, let's go back to James 1.13. Let's, let's review what we talked about the last two weeks. He says, let no man say. This is, it's emphatic. It's imperative. Let no man, not, eat, not any man, never, never, never say this. Never permit this. Come on, say amen, somebody. Let no man say, and if you're saying it, stop it right now. When he's being crushed and destroyed, I'm being remotely, permissively destroyed by the will of God. Let no man say it. For God cannot be what? Tempted with what? evil. He has no experience with evil. Doesn't even know how to do this. Therefore, he doesn't tempt anybody with such things as evil. He says, neither he tempted he what? Any man. Verse 17, what does God give? James 1, 17, every. Somebody say every. Come on, say every. It means everything. Somebody say everything. Every good Gift, every enhancing, perfecting, upgrading, habitual, continuous gift. 
And every perfect gift is from above. Every completing, perfecting, supplementing gift is from above as opposed to what comes from below. And come up down. And it comes down in a what? Constant, steady stream from where? From the Father of lights as opposed to what comes from the Father of darkness. Of whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Why? God's position never changes. God's position never changes. No variation. There ain't even no variation. The shadow never moved because God's position on this never changes, folks. Which means now you know how to pray. You know how to what? Pray. Now, like I said, we, we already believe this. But what we just did over the last two weeks, we just did just add a little support to what you believe. Why? Because the Bible's on our side, folks. Yes, amen. Tell your neighbor the Bible's on our side. And we got to stop blaming God yes, and questioning God concerning things that you don't like that's happening in your life. Do you hear me? Stop blaming God. And if somebody comes to you trying to blame God, you stop them from blaming God. Because why? He says do what? Be slow to what? Slow to speak. Slow to hear. Slow to what? Wrath. He said do what? When you start seeing somebody thinking that way, you do what? You go back to verse 17. Because why? You allow somebody else's words against God affect what you believe. You better go back to verse 17 and say, no, 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 no. Every good gift, every perfect gift. I don't know about your God, but I know my God. Every, and he gives me a continuous down blow of blessing. He said, be slow to hear, slow to speak. And slow to wrath. Come on, say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. The Bible is on our side. God is on our side. Let's put the blame where the blame needs to be. Are you listening to me out here? And stop blaming God for what the devil and you are doing in your life. Because it didn't come from God. It didn't come from God. Because everything God gives you is good. It's perfect. It's a gift from above. He's pouring down blessings each and every day. Because you don't receive them by faith. That's not make God bad. It's your fault you didn't receive. He gave, he gave you the faith to receive what he's trying to pour down in your life. Now whether you use your faith, that's up to you. Come on, say amen, somebody. That's not up to God. God said, I've already provided for it. All you got to do is receive it by what? Faith. And if you see your mind or hear your mind going in the wrong direction, what he said do? Go back to what? Go back to what? That means I need to put this verse everywhere I need to go. Just to keep my mind steady. Come on, say amen, somebody. Especially when I get a bill and I'm saying, I thought, God, you're gonna, you said you're going to help me pay this thing. Hello? Father, I thought you said you're going to save all my children. Come on, say amen, somebody. Father, why my car just broke down? I don't have my car now. Why, God? Why? Why me? <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. God. Why you let, why did you tell me? Why you let this happen to me? God said, James, like James says, stop it now. Stop it now and go back to verse. And we do what? Remind yourself of what verse says. What's verse 17 say? And his position, position never 
changes. Never changes. Tell your neighbor, never changes. Glory to God. And we need to get back to the Bible, folks. Tell you, we need to get back to the Bible. And we need to start believing God for a revival of the Bible. Come on, here in the Caribbean and throughout the nation. Come on, say amen. Revival of the what? Bible. And that's why we can't get off track with the Bible, folks. And we never apologize for preaching the Bible. Somebody said we never apologize. See, God never promised that he would anoint skits. He never promised that he would anoint music programs. Come on, there's only one word that is sharpened any two-edged sword. And it's a trick of the devil in this time to get the pulpit to back off the Bible. We have to stick with the Bible. Because why? It's the Bible that has the power to change lives. So we'll never back off the Bible. Never back off the Bible. Lift your hands and give God praise. Come on. Lift your hands and give God glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we should never, ever hear you say anything bad about what God is doing in your life. Because it did not come from God. A lot of it's based on a decision that you made. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise. We give him glory. We give him honor. Glory to God. That's why he has you come to church to teach you. He don't need evil to teach you. He can go to church. The word will teach you. The, her, the word will get you in line. Not me smacking you upside your head. The word will get you in line. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to blow out your tire and make you flip over five times. <laughs> the word will get you in line. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord, for you are worthy of the praise. You're worthy of the glory. You're worthy of the honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For you are such an awesome God. You're God that's more than enough. You are King Eternal. You are the immortal God. You're the only wise God, and we give you praise, and we give you glory, and we give you honor. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Magnify you, Lord. Hallelujah. We serve a good God, folks. He's always pouring out blessings. He's always pouring out blessings. It's time for us to catch some. Come on. Glory to God. He's just waiting for somebody to play catch. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So what is it that you need tonight? He said he's constantly, habitually, has a downpour just pouring on your life every day. What are you looking for? What are you asking him for? What do you believe in him for? How do you receive it? 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 You receive it by what? By faith. But how do you receive it by faith? How do you receive it by faith? And that's strange. I don't see not one person putting themselves in position to catch anything in here. <laughs> now we just read that God says, I want, I'm trying to play catch with somebody. How are you going to play catch with your hands now? The ball going to hit you right upside your head and the knuckle going to put a big knot upside your head. We found out that's what the word means. Catch. So, Father, we catch it. Come on, what are you trying to catch today?
That's what, that's what lifting up holy hands is all about. You're catching what God is pouring out. Ain't about whether you feel like it or not. It's whether you want to catch it or not. Come on. By faith, you better lift up your hand and believe you receive it. Hallelujah. You better take it by faith. Or like we just read, it'll slip right by you and it'll go to the person beside you. You sit up there looking mad and my why are they getting blessed? Because they acted on the word of God. And they received it by faith. And they said, I believe I receive it. And I take it. And I take it. I take my healing. I take my prosperity. I take what I need from God right now. By what? By faith, because he said, I'm pouring it out. Father, we believe we receive it right now. We believe we receive it right now. And we give you glory. And we give you honor. And give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Come on, what are you looking what are you looking for? Come on. Receive it by faith. Speak it out what you want right now. Say, I receive it. I take it right now, Father God. I take my breakthrough right now. I take my turnaround right now. Hallelujah. I take it by faith. Hallelujah. I take my marriage back. I take my child back. I take my position back. I take my, 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 my promotion back. I take it by faith. Hallelujah. And I give you glory, Lord. I give you honor, Lord. And I praise you like I already got it right now. I praise you like I already got it right now. I praise you like I already got it right now. I praise you like I already got it right now. I praise you like I already got it right now. I praise you like I already got it right now. I praise you like I already got it right now. Hallelujah. Come on, I use my praise as a weapon. Come on, I use my shout as a weapon. I use my dance as a weapon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody need to use their praise as a weapon right now. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. Yes, we give you honor, Lord. Yes, we give you praise, Lord. We believe we receive it right now. And we use our praise as a weapon. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Come on. 